Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Audible District. I am your host, John Sandoval, bringing you another episode. And today, oh, is it going to be a fun episode? Because we are doing a recap of the first week of the NFL season. And man, what a week it was. There were some good games all across the board. Some games turned out not the way I expected. And that just made me even more happy because... NFL is back. It's it's nice to have football Sundays again and fantasy football. I I loved playing fantasy football all the time. Um, it's just it's it's nice to be able to have the football talk and just talk football again. And just know that you know there's going to be a lot of information um, being discussed during this episode because there's a lot of games. Um, that we're going to be going over and you know there's just a lot of things that I just got to get off on my chest and I'm going to share with y'all about the way this week one turned out and I'm just going to get right into it we're going to be going off of last night starting off with Tennessee versus the Denver Broncos and Tennessee came out on top 16 to Denver's 14. Now Ryan Tannehill I thought he did good um, you know, against a you know a good secondary in Denver. You know, he had uh, 249 yards and two touchdowns. Granted, it was 29 completions against 43 attempts, so you know it was a little eh. But the main reason why they won is because Derrick Henry. You know, he ran for over 100 yards. The dude was solid. They're basically just continuing off of last year. Uh, I feel like just like people um, should expect, because you know, as long as Derrick Henry is, you know. Being consistent and getting a lot of yards on his carries, they're just going to rely on him and then have Tannehill just, you know, do enough to get them by. Um, Corey Davis, you know, he was really good too yesterday with seven receptions and 101 yards. And, you know, this Tennessee team, if they keep up this blueprint, you know, uh, over this the course of these next few games along with the season, we'll see how far they go. Uh, I'm going to see if teams will, like, really try to just focus on stopping Derrick Henry at all costs and just forcing Tannehill to, you know, win the game himself. And if it ever does come down to that point, we're going to see how Tennessee really is. Um, you know, unfortunately for Denver, you know, they, you know, even though they lost, there were some bright spots. Uh, you know, Noah Fant, I feel like uh, they're the Denver Broncos tight end, you know, he is going to be Locke's go-to guy. Um, you know, he had five receptions yesterday for 81 yards and a touchdown. Dude was pretty solid. You know, he did what was asked of him. And, you know, Melvin Gordon was actually a surprise. Not going to lie to you. He had 15 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. Dude was averaging 5.2 yards per carry against a good Tennessee defense. Um, I want to see if, you know, Melvin Gordon is going to continue that throughout this season. Because if he is, then, you know, that's also something to have to consider against Denver's offense. Uh, you know, the sky's the limit from there. Um, moving on, we're going to be going over Pittsburgh versus the New York Giants. <sighs> I'm a little salty about this game, to be honest with you, um, because I decided to bench uh, Raheem Mostert, who was playing against Arizona, because I thought Barkley, they were going to rely on him a lot, and he was going to you know, try to do something, even though I know Pittsburgh defense is good, but you know, you got to start Barkley. You know what I mean? You don't draft him in the first round unless you start him. And, you know, Barkley did... He didn't do shit (laughs) straight up with you. He did not do anything. He had six yards, six yards. Like, oh, man, he did not show up. And that obviously affected the rest of the Giants offense because Daniel Jones looked rough, too. He had two interceptions. And 
this Giants team, man. I don't know. Maybe Pittsburgh's just really that good. Uh, I, I think their defense, you know, Pittsburgh has a really good defense. It's very underrated, especially with Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, Minka Fitzpatrick, the dude is a stud. You know, the fact that the Steelers got him, I was very surprised. And obviously, he turned around that defense. He did some kind of inspiration because ever since they traded for him last year, um, you know, he only made that team better. And it seemed like the team did get better, you know, once he stepped in um, on that defense. Uh, Juju, you know, did good uh, yesterday as well. You know, he had six receptions for 109 yards and two touchdowns. You know, dude was great. Ben Roethlisberger, I'm going to be real with you. <sighs> He's good. I just, I've never really been a fan of him. Um, I know some people are probably going to be like, oh, you know, how can how can you not be a fan of Big Ben? I just, I don't know, man. I'm, just, I'm being real with you. I just, I never really liked the guy. You know, he's, you know, he's a good quarterback, but I just, I don't think they're going to do really that much with him this year. Um, they looked good during this game, but I feel like against a Giants team that I feel like is still trying to find their identity, especially with Daniel Jones at quarterback, you know, what do you expect, I guess? You know, Pittsburgh should have won this game. And, you know, they won it with a good score, you know, 26-16. to 16. You know, that's just, that's all I can say really about this game. I'm sorry. I just, I'm, all I can think about when I look at this game is just Saquon Barkley letting me down. You know, it hurts. It just, it hurts. Moving on. Arizona versus San Francisco. This was a great game. I was shocked by this game. Kyler Murray is a great quarterback. Oh, man, it's nice to see Arizona, you know, at least having the potential to be a dark horse team. Um, Only reason I say that is because I believe Larry Fitzgerald deserves a ring, and I feel like he wants a ring with Arizona. And so, you know, I I don't know if they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. You know, that's that's really, really high hopes, especially with a team that doesn't really have a lot of experience. Um, However, this Arizona team is going to be dangerous, and literally for one reason only, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know how they pulled that trade off. Again, Bob Logic, once in a lifetime opportunity, they took it. And, you know, he is going to make Kyler Murray so much better. That offense is going to be dangerous. You know, they have DeAndre Hopkins. They have Christian Kirk. They got Larry Fitzgerald. They got um, Andy Isabella. I liked him coming out of college. They got Kenyon Drake. Like, there's some talent on that offense. And, you know, it's going to be exciting to watch Arizona this year because I feel like they can be a dark horse team, especially in that NFC West. You know, other than Seattle, I'm not, I don't really think Los Angeles is going to do anything. And San Francisco, it's going to, I, I, it, it depends. Um, you know, the 49ers, they missed a lot of opportunities um, against Arizona to be able to get ahead and score. And Jimmy G, just like last season, you know, uh, he did bad week one last year too. And, you know, maybe it's just a thing because I feel like, you know, just like last season, uh, you know, last season he started off bad in week one and as time went on and as he got more game reps in, he started to hit his stride. And so maybe that's what we're going to see this season um, unless Arizona is just a really, really good team. Uh, it's just I feel that San Francisco just was caught off guard by Arizona, just how I feel like every football fan was caught off guard by Arizona. You know, they were pretty competitive throughout the whole entire game, and at the end of the day, Arizona took advantage of the opportunities when it mattered most, and San Francisco, unfortunately, did not capitalize on those same opportunities. 
Um, and that's just the way it be, you know, it'd it be like that sometimes. Moving on, we had the Dallas Cowboys versus the Los Angeles Rams, and <sighs> Cowboys lost to the Rams 17-20. to I'm just going to say this right now. For the first time in my life, on Sunday night, after 10.40 p.m., I felt the disappointment that Cowboys fans feel whenever they watch their team lose. The Cowboys should have kicked the field goal. I don't know why they didn't kick the field goal. Like, what made it worse is that Goff, I just feel like, wasn't really that impressive. Um, I wasn't really impressed with his performance. And I just feel like the talent that Dallas has on offense, the fact that they couldn't really score more than 17. Yeah, the Rams defense, you know, is good. But still, like, they have Zeke and they have uh, talent at wide receiver. And they got CeeDee Lamb, too, from the draft this year. Like, I was just expecting more out of a Mike McCarthy offense. And speaking of him, you know, I don't think he's off to a bad start. But I don't think he's off to a good start either. I just, whenever I was watching that game, I felt like I was watching the Jason Garrett Cowboys. And it's a shame because of, you know, Mike McCarthy's experience and prestige. He's been where the Cowboys want to go, you know, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. And to just see a team that he leads, you know, come out like that, I just, no, no, I expected more. And I see what Cowboys fans feel now. You know, this constant up and down, up and down, it's it's a headache. You know, you, you start to ask, you start to come up with questions that don't, you can't really find the answers to. And it just becomes a repeated cycle. And that's all I'm going to say about this game because that's how disappointed I am with the Cowboys right now, unfortunately. Um, another game that uh, I wasn't really too focused on, I guess you could say. Um, I, yes, I was really excited to see this specific player play. But, uh, you know, when the Chargers beat the Bengals 16-13, to 13, um, I was kind of shocked. I didn't really expect the Chargers to win. I thought Joe Burrow, you know, even though it's his first game, I thought he was going to do a little bit more than he did. Granted, that touchdown run, though, man, was that a highlight play. I'm excited to hopefully see him do more of that. Um, I just hope that he also keeps his body in mind and, you know, does it at the right time and plays it safe and doesn't try to be reckless with it. Um, Other than that, though, yes, you know, he did lead them, you know, on the last drive within field goal range, and unfortunately, the Cincinnati kicker did not make the field goal. But other than that, you know, he didn't really do much um, against the Los Angeles team that just wasn't really good, you know, last year. And the only positive thing I could really say about the Chargers is that Austin Eckler, man, is he good, and I know they're going to rely on him a lot. Uh, in that offense, because Tyrod Taylor at QB, oh man, that was he had a oof performance. It was, it was, oh. All I'm gonna say is that Tyrod Taylor had a 50% completion percentage. That's all I have to say for you to know that he did not have a good performance, and that that's really all I'm. That, that's all. That's what I'm gonna end it off of, because that this game was just compared to all the other games, it was a it was a filler, um, unfortunately. However. Joe Burrow, I'm excited for him this rookie season. I feel like it's going to be good. I feel like, you know, he's going to do some good things with Cincinnati. And I feel like this year, you know, we are going to see a lot of positives um, out of him and this team. Uh, Moving on is the game of the week that I felt like, um, especially with the two quarterbacks at the helm. It was uh, Tampa Bay versus New Orleans Saints. And unfortunately, score doesn't really reflect it in my opinion, but, you know, New Orleans Saints kicked Tampa Bay's ass 34 to 23. 
Um, it wasn't really that competitive of a game. Tom Brady, he did not have a good performance in my opinion. It was, granted, that first touchdown run on that on the drive um, in the first quarter, when I saw him run that ball in, I was like, oh shit, like this is going to be a good game. I'm excited. And then I, I, I don't know what happened. Um, it was it was shocking. Uh, Brady just, he was, I felt like, inaccurate, um, especially outside the hashes. Uh, you know, those interceptions, oh, man, it was it was rough. Um, and you could tell that, unfortunately, you know, he didn't have a full offseason to prepare, you know, with this offense. Um, not a lot of teams did. Uh, and you could tell that the Saints, you know, are carrying off that momentum from last year. Uh, and the Saints did what they had to do. I felt like the Saints were going to win, you know, in this game because the Saints are a really good team in the NFC. Um, but we say this every year. They're really good in the regular season, and then somehow, some way, they find a way to lose in the playoffs. And it's shocking every time. Like, if you're a Saints fan, I, I, I feel you, man. You know, I can't imagine that struggle of, of, you know, seeing your team in the playoffs and seeing them, you know, getting so close and then just heartbreaking losses. Um, but the Saints, they had they had clean, crisp football. They did what they had to do against an inferior team. You know, Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and, you know, Michael Thomas and th- that defense alone, they're going to do great things this year. We're just going to see how it comes playoff time. And the Bucks, I feel like they'll still have an optimistic year, especially with Bruce Arians. He's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. Um and the Bucks have a really good defense. They have a stout defense. They got a lot of talent on um, on that other side. But with Brady, I don't know. We're we're gonna see how his team gels. You know, especially over you know these next coming games and you know over the season because right now it's not it's not looking too good. You know, Mike Evans wasn't really uh, he was non-existent. Granted, he was you know injured. Um, I was really expecting more out of Chris Godwin too. Uh, I did like seeing Miller. Um, I don't know the guy's first name, to be honest with you, unfortunately. But um, Miller, I feel like, is going to be Tom Brady's little Julian Edelman. So that's going to be exciting to see. At least he has a connection there. Um, but, man, just to go back to Gronkowski, can y'all believe that? Like, I was I was kind of expecting a little bit more out of him. And then oh, that screenplay happened, and I had to go on, like, a 10-minute walk and kind of question what happened with him in his life. But... Oh, well, moving on, we had a game that I was actually excited about the outcome, and I was shocked, but uh, Philadelphia versus the Washington football team, we have to say that now, Um, Philadelphia lost 17 to Washington's 27, and, you know, Philadelphia was leading 17 to 7 at the half, and then literally after halftime, they were scoreless the rest of the game, Uh, Wentz, unfortunately, he's, I, I don't know, what they're going to do with them, you know, and they drafted Jalen Hurts. I don't know why they wouldn't draft Jalen Hurts if they weren't questioning Wentz. Let's just say that. And I could see why in week one, it, it was rough. You know, he had 24-42 for 270, uh, two touchdowns and two interceptions. You know, the rushing game was also non-existent. Um, Goddard, though, I feel like is going to be Wentz's security blanket. Obviously, you know, he put on a show with eight receptions and 101 yards and a touchdown. <sighs> Granted, it's not all on Wentz. I know, you know, that offensive line is a problem. It's a major problem. Wentz never really looked comfortable in the pocket, but even when he did, he just, it was some questionable decisions, man. Then again, that Washington team, you know, 
they did just enough to capitalize on Philadelphia's turnovers. Uh, you know, I don't feel like they dominated really in this game, I guess you could say. Um, in the second half, I just I feel like they took advantage of the opportunities just like they had to in order to win. Um, Haskins, I still feel like uh, he looks a little iffy. You know, I'm curious to see how he grows over uh, these next few weeks, especially with Ron, uh, Ron Rivera as his head coach. And speaking of Ron Rivera, he, I feel like, is going to make this Redskins defense competitive, just like how he made Carolina's defense competitive, because they do have talent on that defense. And, you know, Rivera is a he's a defensive mastermind, and so I'm excited to see um, if he can actually turn this defense around and make them stout. And if he does, you know, that NFC East playoff picture is looking a lot crazier because in that division, Philadelphia lost and Dallas lost. The Redskins, I feel like, I feel like they'll do some, oh, shoot, I'm so sorry. The Washington football team, I'm just going to leave this in here. The Washington football team, I feel like, you know, they're going to do something. Um, moving on, we had another game of the week, Green Bay versus Minnesota. Man, was this a game. Rodgers went off. Devontae Adams went off. It, it's exciting to see Rodgers go off again, and obviously we all know why he is, especially because they drafted Love in the second round. You know, Rodgers has, he, he has a little chip on his shoulder. You can definitely tell, and uh, I'm excited to see how this Green Bay defense, or this Green Bay offense does this season. Um, defense was a little suspect. But, you know, that's just, I feel like it's been like that for the past couple seasons. Uh, unfortunately for Minnesota, you know, they, they did good things. It's just, you know, it was a back-and-forth game. Cousins, I felt like, played well for the most part, along with, you know, Dalvin Cook. Um, unfortunately, the Packers were just a better team. But, man, it was a great game to watch. Devontae Adams with 156 yards and 14 receptions. Like, ah, that's just, that was crazy to see, especially in week one. It was a great way to start off the season. Um, moving on, I just I got to get this game out of the way. New York Jets versus Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills beat the New York Jets 27-17, and it shouldn't have been any other way. Um, I've been seeing people shocked that Josh Allen went off on the Jets and that he did, you know, he had a really good performance. I'm not. Josh Allen, I feel like, is a good QB. Is he inaccurate? Oh, yeah, most definitely. He needs to work on that, especially when he throws on the run, like, Oh, some of the throws that he was throwing that game, I was just like, really, man? Like, I don't know where you saw him in the stands, but he was in the end zone. Like, it was it was bad. Um, but he but he did what he had to do. You know, the Jets. I just I I don't think I think everybody. Let's just be honest. I think everybody knows the Jets aren't really going to do anything for a while. You know, you had Levon Bell all last season. Oh, trust the process. Trust the process. We're rebuilding, but no. This with, with with Adam Gase as a coach and Sam Darnold honestly at QB I just I don't think it's gonna work. Um, Josh Allen he just focusing on Buffalo and Josh Allen he showed people that he's a good quarterback and he did what he had to do. He had a monster performance just like any great quarterback would have a monster performance against a poor team like the Jets. And if you're a Jets fan out there, man, I, I just I don't know what you're gonna do this season. Um, you know, I don't know how early you're going to start looking uh, at draft prospects for the next year because, you know, I've done that as a Chiefs fan before, you know, when we go 2-14 and 14, by like week 5, week 6, you start looking at the draft prospects. And maybe you'll do that because I don't see the Jets really going far this year, unfortunately. Um, moving on, we have the Seattle Seahawks versus the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, Seattle, 
I feel like blew out the Falcons 38 to 25. It was a great game to watch, honestly though. Russell Wilson, he is an amazing quarterback. He is consistent, I feel like, year in and year out. Um, they really relied on him mainly. Uh, they, they relied a lot on that passing offense because they didn't really have that much of a run game um, but uh, against Atlanta. But I feel like, you know, it doesn't really matter because Russell Wilson at QB, you know, the guy's a, he, he's a monster. He somehow, some way finds a way to make a consistently great performance every single week. Um, Falcons offense did good too. They did. Matt Ryan, he, you know, he went off. Granted, he had an interception, but 450 yards and two touchdowns, I mean, come on. Like, that's, like, what more can you ask of him, you know? And Gurley, Todd Gurley played well, too. I'm not going to lie. I was surprised by that. He did pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, uh, they're one of their other receivers, I believe, Russell Gage, they all got over 100 yards. Like, that offense, they, they're, they're looking good, you know? But that defense, man... It's hard to watch that defense sometimes. That that defense is poor. And, you know, Atlanta, while they have a really good offense, I feel like that defense is going to hold them back a lot because they're not going to be able to stop people when it matters most. But, hey, Atlanta has an offense, you know, so that's going to at least be exciting to watch them. But we'll see how they do over these next coming weeks. Um, I, I just I don't know how to bring in this next segment because... This team, I feel like they just, I don't know, they've been bad for so long, and it's just, it's hard to keep talking about them and have high hopes because you just feel bad for the fan base, but they just, it's like a, it's like a curse is in the city of Cleveland, and, you know, I didn't expect them to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Let me get that straight right now. But with the talent they have on offense, I feel like they should have at least done something more than six points. Like, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Browns 38-6. to They had a new coach, granted, yes. I thought Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were going to do more. I think Kareem Hunt is going to compete for Nick Chubb's job. That's going to be an exciting matchup to watch because Graham Hunt is a good quarterback. You know, granted, all the off-the-field stuff happened, but, you know, if we're focusing on on on-the-field stuff, he is a good running back, and he was consistent for the most part in Kansas City. And, you know, it's a shame to not really see him being utilized that much in Cleveland. Um, It's a shame, really, to watch that offense in general. Like, I, I don't want to call Baker a bust. I really don't, but it's just not looking good, man. And then again, you know, it doesn't help that he keeps changing offensive coordinators, but just, I I, want, I expect more out of this Cleveland team. I want them to good, do good. I feel for this Cleveland fan base, you know what I mean? Like, the fact that you guys still somehow, some way, you know, swear loyalty to that team, and, you know, you, you stick it through, you know, thick and thin, it's just a shame. Moving on to Baltimore, though, Jackson... He did what he had to do. The guy's an amazing talent. Let's let's just be real right now. Like Lamar Jackson, he is fun to watch. And you know, he had a great game against Cleveland. Was anybody surprised? No. But you know, obviously he's going to be one of the nominees for the MVP this year and it's going to be exciting to see if he can capitalize off of last season and do better and do more. Um JK Dobbins was also 
really interesting to watch. Um, you know, he had two goal line touchdowns. They used him a lot in the red zone. And, you know, Mark Ingram wasn't really that uh, existent um, against Cleveland. And I know that personally because I decided to start him because I thought he would do something. <sighs> I'm still salty about the fantasy, the way fantasy football turned out for me this past week. I'm sorry. But, yeah, Mark Ingram, he didn't do anything. Um, and so, you know, J.K. Dobbins, he got those opportunities in the red zone. He took advantage of them. And I'm curious to see as if as these next weeks, a few weeks, and as the season goes on, if they start to use J.K. Dobbins more. Because he is a good talent, you know. And unfortunately, you know, Mark Ingram is just going to have to, you know, let him start. So we'll see how that goes. Um, another game was the Las Vegas Raiders. Ugh, that's just... That is weird to say. I'm still not even... I'm not used to that. I don't think I'm going to get used to that for the next three years. But we have the Las Vegas Raiders versus Carolina Panthers. And the Raiders won 34-30. to um, Carolina is in an identity year right now. Uh, and that's okay. It's perfectly fine. They have a new coach. They have a new quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. Um, anybody that says any different, I feel like... Uh, you know, what's wrong with you, I think is the question I'm going to be asking you all the time. Um, but that defense, man, in Carolina, that, oof, that defense is poor. And so I think mainly the whole season, Carolina is just going to try to figure out what kind of team they're going to be. Um, but with Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like there's some kind of optimism to have because that offense is going to be exciting to watch, especially with DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and you got Christian McCaffrey, you know. Teddy Bridgewater has some weapons to work with, and so I feel like that offense is going to at least keep this team somewhat competitive um, to be able to at least watch. Uh, Josh Jacobs, though, man, you know, speaking of that Carolina defense, you know, he went off on that defense. You know, he had 93 yards and three touchdowns. And, you know, Derek Carr, you know, he did what he had to do. I feel like John Gruden's really not sold on Derek Carr, and he's just kind of a filler until John Gruden finds a new quarterback. But, hey, Carr, he did what he had to do, and that's all you can ask of him. Um... Like I said, though, Bridgewater, he's going to make this team fun. Uh, you know, he has talent on offense that I feel like there's just no way for him to not excel, especially with Christian McCaffrey at running back. Like, that's going to help him so much. You know, I just, I feel like because it's still a first-team coach, especially because the coach was coming out of college last season, you know, this is going to be his first season in the NFL, you know. It's going to be an identity year for them, and we're going to see how that goes. Um, I don't think Las Vegas is really going to, you know, kind of carry this momentum into week two because they have a they have a tough matchup against the New Orleans Saints and so I think they're going to be humbled I just had to say that because uh, they're a division rival for me so moving on we had the Indianapolis Colts versus the Jacksonville Jaguars this game oh man this game was a shocker I actually coming into the season had Indianapolis Colts as a dark horse team but now I don't know man after watching Philip Rivers play Against the Jacksonville defense, Phillip was being Phillip, man. He had two interceptions, and that's just that's such a Phillip Rivers thing. He he did the same thing in San Diego and then Los Angeles. He you know would turn the ball over, and it looks like he's continuing to do that now. And that's going to be tough for the Indianapolis Colts defense to try to work off of because you know if he keeps turning the ball over and has that team on the has that defense on the field all the time, it's going to wear him out. Unfortunately, another sad thing for the Colts is that, you know, Marlon Mack, he is out for the season with the torn Achilles. It's not for me, though, because I picked up uh, Jonathan Taylor 
in fantasy football. And I'm excited to see, though, Jonathan Taylor because he was a good rookie coming out of Wisconsin. And it's going to be exciting to watch him and then also Hines as well because you can't also forget about Hines because Indianapolis has a running back committee. Um, if you can't already tell. However, they do have a tough matchup with Minnesota next week. And so oh, it's going to be interesting to see how Phillip Rivers capitalizes um, and bounces back off of this performance because he's going to have to because they actually should have beaten this Jacksonville team. You know, Minshew, I don't know. I don't know how Gardner Minshew does it. But get this. The dude had a stat line of 19 completions for 20 pass attempts. 19 completions for 20 pass attempts. The dude missed one pass. Granted, it was only 173 yards, but the dude had three touchdowns too. Like, I will say this. For some reason, Gardner Minshew makes the Jaguars team fun to watch in spurts. You know, they have the little flash in the pan every now and then. You know, Minshew mania, Minshew magic, whatever. But I don't really expect too much out of them this season. Um, But hey, they're going to be... An exciting team to watch. Minshew, I feel like, is going to keep them somewhat in some games. Obviously, against tougher opponents such as Baltimore and Kansas City and, you know, some teams in the NFC. Obviously, you know, he's going to – it's going to be a mismatch. But for the most part, you know, Minshew Minshew gives some optimism for the people over in Jacksonville. And last but not least, you have the Miami Dolphins versus the New England Patriots. New England beat the Miami Dolphins pretty soundly to the sound of 21 to 11. And man, Cam Newton, he makes this team dangerous. I hate to say it. Like, I honestly thought, oh, you know, maybe this will be the Patriots down year. But no, after watching that game, you know, Bill Belichick, Mr. BB, he did it again, man. He is utilizing Cam's strengths, and it shows. Uh, the dude, Cam Newton had 15 rushes. Did you know that the next leading uh, rusher was Sony Michelle with 10 carries? They ran their QB more than they ran their their running back. Like, that's insane. And he took advantage of that for 75 yards and two touchdowns. I see that they're gonna they're gonna really like focus on Cam. You know, moving the ball out in space and you know. Um, really kind of faking teams out because now teams have to worry about not only defending like the running back but also defending QB sneaks, QB options. I think Belichick's going to make this team on offense fun to watch. Um and what can you say about their defense? You know, their defense has been good. You know, Bill Belichick finds a way to, you know, use talent and he is a defensive mastermind, so no doubt about it. New England somehow is still going to be in the playoff race. Um, Bill Belichick did it again because this this team looks scary with Cam Newton. And then once they start to allow Cam to expand more and, you know, start throwing down the ball down the field and being aggressive, oh, man, I can only imagine the potential. You know, the only thing that I will say was that the 15 rushes, I feel like that was a little high. In my opinion, you know, that's just going to be something that I'm going to keep an eye on over these next few weeks um, because I just don't I, I don't want them to. Well, I mean, if they want to, you know, it's up to them because obviously, you know, they'll have to they're in the AFC. So they face the Chiefs. But if they really try to use Cam that much, 
you know, throughout the season. I feel like it's going to take a toll on him, especially at his age. You know, yeah, the dude is a beast, but, and yeah, he has mental toughness, but man, you know, constantly doing that, like, eventually I feel like teams are not only going to catch on and they're going to try to find a counter for that, but also, you know, they're going to kind of run Cam into the ground. Um, They do have a good matchup, though, against Seattle next week. And that's going to be a primetime game. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be game of the week, but, you know, that's going to be a really good game to watch. And with all that being said, that is all of the week one takeaways from all the NFL games that happened this past week. Oh, man, it is a like I said, it's an amazing start to the NFL. And as this season progresses, um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of surprises this year. Uh, for some reason, this season just feels different. Um, it's just, it's nice to see, uh, you know, it's nice to see certain players that have played with the team for so long move somewhere else. You know, seeing Cam Newton in New England, like that was, that that's like a Madden thing. Like no one in their minds would ever think that Cam Newton would have went to New England, but he did. You know, seeing Tom Brady go to the Bucks after being with the Patriots for so long, like, I just, this season, I feel like is going to be a really good season. Um, And, you know, week two is right around the corner. So with all that being said, if you've made it this far, I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode. If you also enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like it and also follow the channel for more notifications and updates on when new content is released. Thank you for listening, and this is your host, John Sandoval, signing off, and I'll see you on the next episode.